grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Hello, everyone. Namaste. Welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an evasive quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your host today for Light Laughter and Lattes on Oneness Talk Radio. So welcome, everyone. If you are listening, please jump into the chat. The chat is open Uh, Jump in and say hi and join the conversation. I am glad to have you here. It is a interesting, probably one of a kind conversation today or topic uh, about the green comet and Mars and what these energies are triggering in people right now. And I'm finding that it is being triggered in many, many people and they're not aware of why they're feeling this way or what's going on. So hopefully I can bring a little bit of um, awareness to this. Whenever you have a little bit of awareness, it makes anything that you're going through a little bit easier because it pulls you out of the experience above it so you could witness it and say, aha, and that is the quickest way to heal anything. And so hi, Kimberly, glad you are here. Uh, Welcome. And so I, I want to start out and share, It is I just want to go through a little bit about what we've been going through so then I could do a kind of a good understanding and lead into this green comet, the Mars effect, and the energy that it's triggering that's really up for healing for all of us. Um, it's going to be a fabulous time. So this year, it is going to be a 13-month cycle as opposed to 12. And it's what wouldn't, let me go, let me go backwards a little bit. Yes, it's going to be a 13 month cycle and it's going to begin on February 1st. But first we were right before Christmas, we went into this retrograde that pulled us back. And that is really a lot about Mars, the retrogrades are, and the opportunity to really pull backwards and heal everything that was stuck. And it was a big one, but it needed to be a big one. And then we went through this reset where it's like the the universe said, okay, we're going to help you out. We're going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to wipe away the belief systems. We're going to give you the opportunity to create your life on a brand new whiteboard. So literally, I took a huge whiteboard that I had from the past, cleaned it up, and painted it golden and put crystals in the paint and surrounded it. And and I'm hanging it in my bedroom right now because this is the new slate that I'm going to be creating on. So be really aware of any of your belief systems that don't serve, haven't served. We're still getting used to this reset of letting go of the past, the past ways of thinking, the past patterns that didn't serve. You all know you're unlimited. You know you are love. You know you you can create without limitations and that you are the light 
And so carry that energy and knowing within you and practice it. You know, whatever you need to do to remind yourself that that's what you are, that you are capable of anything and everything, right? And so to carry that kind of thinking forward, we can create, we can create whatever we want, but it's going to take, you know, we've got more, more energy, more opportunities that are still coming our way to assist us and they just keep coming. And part of that is this green comet. And so now, um, now that we've had this retrograde to pull back, this reset, so the slate is clear, then we hit this new moon, like, come on, you probably noticed this week was the big week of really feeling new and refreshed and, hey, I'm different. I don't know how many people I've connected with that feel just completely brand new now. And, And things are coming back into balance, anything that your energy created during the retrograde that was out of balance, you know, around money, around giving and receiving, around things being stuck. Now it's starting to come around where you're getting it back and they're balancing out. I'm I'm noticing that myself this week as well. So it's fabulous. So now we're in this new moon and coming February 1, which is really when this new cycle is going to begin, really when 2023 begins this year, is the day that this comet is going to be closest to Earth, this green comet. Now, the last time it was this close to Earth was 50,000 years ago in the Stone Age. And we are all about the five right now, which is eternal life. So don't you love that we are beginning February 1st, another 50,000-year cycle. And this comet is during this 13-month cycle. So I want to talk about the significance of the 13. The 13 is a one with a three. And typically, the, the three is a lot about the Trinity and the pyramid. And typically, when a three shows up, It's all about what's presenting itself now. And oftentimes that's the past. So anything that is unhealed or unresolved, the three will usually show up in the sequence. So the one plus the three is a four. Together, the four is about perfect balance. And the four is all about the heart. And the heart in perfect balance is an open heart. And it's also the power. So just an open heart is a doormat. Someone who gives, 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 but doesn't often receive and gets taken advantage of or walked on a lot. So the four and perfect balance is the open heart, but someone who knows how to take action, who trusts themselves, who has healthy boundaries, who knows that they need to take care of themselves first and then help others after. So that. So that's what this number is about, this perfect balance, and it's all about the heart. Okay, this green comet is green. The green is all about the heart chakra as well. And it's about Archangel Raphael as well. Anytime we do the living onk, which is the eternal life, we call in the color of the green through Raphael to help heal and ignite that heart. So this green comet is coming in literally with the color of our heart to help us. 
And I know the scientists are going to give their definitions. They already have for why it's the color green. <laughs> They're always going to explain, um, to try explain what's going on in their way of doing it. But I'm just saying there's no accident here that we are all about balance right now, balancing the heart, healing the past. And the past is significant and it goes back to Mars, the Mars effect. And I'll get into that in a moment. And so this color green is significant and it's not an accident. It's going to help us all move into that balance. And so the other fun little tidbit that I just found out today about this green comet is they just discovered that um, it has a third tail. And so usually these comets have two tails. This one has a third tail. And so let me read for you. A rare green comet, which has been streaking across the night sky as it approaches Earth for the first time since the Stone Age, briefly grew a bizarre third tail. This anti-tail appeared to streak in the wrong direction, seemingly breaking the rules of physics. Well, of course, it's the Trinity. We are in the one and the three, of, and it's here to support us and help us. Of course, it grew a third tail. I just love this. And, and, and of course, the scientists went and tried to figure out this third tale. And basically, it's an illusion. So it just keeps going and going. But it's absolutely fantastic. So we've got this green comet supporting us now as we go into this 13-month cycle. And it's during the Mars effect. Right now, this whole year is having a Mars effect on it. And so what is the significance of Mars? So we had a lifetime on Mars. And that's why everyone is so fascinated with Mars for the last how many years? You know, wanting to go to Mars, finding pyramids on Mars, finding bodies, you know, whatever. They're, they're doing a lot of research on Mars. And that's because we had three rounds of bringing our divine energy into a more dense affide form. So the first time we did it was called Tulea. And that's where we were just slightly, slightly dense per se. We were still very much in our light bodies, right? The, the second round of life where we were a little more densified was Sularia. And that was on Mars, and then the third round is now called the Olaha or Gaia, which is Earth. So the first experience in Tulea during the end times, there was, um, let's say, our brothers and sisters, we were all one. But when it was time, when that experience ended, there was half of us that said, um, that basically said, it does not serve to expand any further. It will, you know, it will um, wreck the purity of source. It'll destroy that pure energy. It will not do any good. We are going to go back and we're not going to, we're going to end this experience of expansion. The other half of us said, well, we're light. That's what light does. We continually expand. Light expands. And in our expansion even and becoming more dense, we will bring more wisdom back to source and we will remember who we are and we won't lose our way. Right. So that half went on to Solaria 
where there was ex the experience of us being a little bit more densified than we were in Tulea and not as dense as we are here now on Gaia. And so in that time, um, and there is a book that really explains it all well. And, and not only does it explain it, but it gives the proper activations and stuff to receive the energy. And I'm going to grab that book. It's called 2012 I, Alanian Revelations. It's not showing up so well. Um, Becoming a Mystic in a Nine to Five World by Sri Ramka and Master Lady Kira Ra. I believe you can find it on Amazon. I came across the book probably 15 years ago. And it, let's just say, without even opening the book, I started feeling all of everything that happened. Probably went into a bit of a depression, feeling all of that energy for probably a good month. And each time I have read the book, new things appear to me, new knowings come to me. Um, I see into things deeper in my part and my part here on this earth now and what I'm doing. And it all kind of stemmed from that experience. All of our lives, if we were a part of Sularia, and if you're listening to this right now, you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. Um, our life experience here is about balancing what happened there. And in that experience, it didn't end so well. It, it, we, we imploded. And there were some of us, depending on the part you played, that were aware that this was going to happen and created the, the final experience, which is the planet Earth Gaia experience, so that we could all come together, all the players, and offer the balance necessary where everyone would show up and it would be the the final opportunity to balance everything and, and potentially create the Garden of Eden, right? That's what we're all wanting, I believe. And so, um, so that was, that was, there was many that knew that this was going to happen and they went forward and seeded Gaia, seeded Gaia with memories, seated Gaia with activations, seated Gaia with so many of the sacred places on this planet now were seated with that energy so that when we got here, we could go to those places, activate our DNA, wake up and remember who we really are in our greatest divine form. And so that's what some of the group did. There were those who did that. And then there were others who weren't awake to the fact that that was going on, who stayed on the planet and basically went down with the ship. And so depending on where you were in the experience, your life now will reflect that in certain ways. And um, so many people are going through triggers of all of that. Uh, many people now are having a lot of panic attacks or a lot of depression, and it goes directly back to that experience. Because when we are in a similar energy, it will trigger the similar experiences. So that's what this green comet and the Mars effect are doing. They're bringing that energy 
back to us all now. So everyone's feeling it. And so those who maybe um, were there when the planet imploded are feeling those feelings of the panic of, of time. Time is a big one of depression and they're not knowing where this is coming from because it's being triggered by what's going on energetically. So just the energy alone is, is being a trigger to people. And so it's good to know this because if you can stand outside of that and say, oh my gosh, that's not really what's happening. There's nothing to be panicking about. I'm just being triggered in this moment and you can witness it and love it. You can work your way through it. You can really, and you can really heal it in that moment. And so there, um, and there, and there's a way to kind of know where you were. Um, I do something called soul charting, in which I figure out people's master soul code numbers, and based on those numbers, I can tell if you were one of the people who seated Gaia. If so, you were the one of the ones that knew, went ahead and seated Gaia. And left before, before, before the planet imploded. And, but there's different, different things that everyone's going through based on the role you played in Sularia. So now I can talk from my experience. I know that I was the one, one of the people that left and helped to seed Gaia. So my experience is that I've had a lifetime now with um, lots of guilt. And, you know, it's like the guilt of, of being a survivor. The, the woulda, shoulda, couldas, like maybe I should have stayed, I should have helped more people, all of that that comes with it. Um, a big, big energy around time. And if you go, we go back to the Solarian experience, there was no time. A refraction around time began there. Because in, in the now moment, in, in the circle of all of eternity, when we're standing in the middle, there is no time. Time is an illusion. But because that experience of us knowing that we were there was going to be an end, and the end came due to misuse and technology. The technology got really big there, and so did our egos, <laughs> and we we misuse misused technology we let, we gave it more power than it should have had and that caused the imbalance that caused it caused Sulaya, sularia to be no more so a lot of um energy around trusting like how can i trust myself in my power moving forward when this was the result back then so you might be seeing yourself in this lifetime, feeling some of those energies in this lifetime that that have a root in Sularia. Okay, so I know people in my personal circle who stayed, who, who stayed and didn't leave with the planet. And their experiences in this lifetime are panic attacks around dying. Their experiences are a feeling that they're going to be left behind you know, a panic, like, don't leave me behind. <laughs> and so based on your role, you might be feeling any of those things. And so it's all an illusion based on 
what we went through and judgments, how we judged ourselves and how we moved through it. And that might be even one of your experiences that you judge yourself on how you're moving through things based on what happened then. And I know time time is a, is a big deal. For me, during that experience, it was all about getting a lot done in time, helping as many people as I could in time, knowing that we only had a limited amount of time before we were going to lose the planet. And so in this life experience, I tend to have a lot of energy around time. Like literally there's days where I won't go to things that I should or want to go to because I can't stand the pressure of time. And I went to one of my first, it was a resurrection vacation years ago where I did deep healing on all of this with my teachers. And my teacher put an alarm clock out on the kitchen counter. And I thought, oh my goodness, I mean, there's no such thing as time. And I'm learning that from you guys. And here I'm doing a a healing and you got a clock on the table. What's this about? (laughs) Well, now, now I know very well what that was about. And I, I have a father who, who always said through our life, you know, if, you're, if you show up on time, you're late. And it's, come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Even on vacation. Come on, let's go. <laughs> and, and a son who is very, very wise, but would have um, do horrible on tests when it was a time test. And really had a hard time, you know, this hardest time in school was about getting assignments in on time. So all that time stuff has a really strong correlation to Solaria. And that's where one of the time refractions begin. So you may want to notice right now what's showing up in your life around those energies. I know it's bringing a strong feeling for many people around like the world's going to end or or a death. For me, it's looked more like wanting to go through the past, all my life experiences, all my photographs, all the things that I did with my family and looking at them and, you know, um, not so much regrets, but feeling like I'm losing people, losing you know, losing moments or I lost moments. And I literally put my kids' pictures out along a timeline and really noticing the time thing again. And so you may be having all of these experiences in some way or another that are triggering maybe a sense of loss, uh, a sense of I shoulda, woulda, coulda, or a sense, you know, a sense of guilt, whatever those feelings may be, this Mars effect with the green comet is triggering all of that. And this is all the one and the three about the heart healing it, letting go of it, and ultimately bringing us into a place of balance. And another another fascinating piece of this is when that experience happened of us imploding, That's where we began the victim triangle. And there we are with that three again. And in the victim triangle, there is a victim, a rescuer, and a persecutor. We've got the three one more time, a trinity. (laughs) And when we were born on this planet, we were born into that. Because think about our end experience in Sularia. 
we came here feeling like we were victims of an experience, right? And there were those of us who wanted to help the rescuers and, and the persecutors. So when we're born on this planet, we're born into that experience of victim, rescuer, abuser that keeps spinning this trinity. And it's really this year, see the oneness, reclaim mastery is all about lifting through that, releasing the drama triangle, realizing that we are victims, we are creators. We created the experience and what happened there. And we are creating the experience and what happens here. And we have an opportunity to create the experience here any way we want to. But it's going to take us really seeing beyond what's presenting and keeping our eyes focused on the divine and in our hearts and um you know, constantly creating and seeing the world in the way we want to see it and, and not the way that it's expressing. So seeing everything in its highest potentiality, you know, every building, every person. Um, I think of it as like painting, um, like sprinkling, sprinkling fairy dust on everything and magically seeing everything the way I want it to be. And because we are in a seven year, 2023, which adds up to seven, we are creating with our vision. So it is the year to be visualizing everything the way you want it to be. So I'm going to take a little peek here. Um, hi, Paulina or Pauline. We've got two Paulines. Awesome. Hello. I'm going to see if there's anything else here that. Okay. Yes. One more in one more piece. Um, so part of what caused the the demise of Sularia was the misuse of technology. And so many light workers are having the experience. Um, they feel really uncomfortable with technology. And you probably know, know people like that. Um I work as a as the production manager for Oneness Talk Radio. So many of the hosts that I've worked with, like really challenged with this technology piece and don't even want to touch it because they don't feel comfortable with it. So that is that's a noticing as well. So that also stems from that that life experience. I, I can share with you that this week, uh, my beautiful dog is awesome. But she does one thing. She jumps on people and she's big. She's a labradoodle so she can hurt someone. And I love to take her to this great big park. And she's super happy and she wants to go say hi to every single person at the park, which she does. And then after they pet her, she wants to jump up and give them a kiss. Okay, so that is not okay. She is going to hurt someone. And all it took for me training her was just a little squirt bottle and she never, you know, when she'd jump on the couch, I'd squirt her and then she never did it again. So I know it's not going to take much, but the squirt bottle is not going to work when she's halfway across the field jumping on someone. So I'm trying to, the, the only answer, I, I could take her to a trainer, but I don't really need all of that. All I just need is one time of letting her know from a distance that it's not okay. So I bought a shock collar for her. Now the shock, and it sounds terrible, but these shock collars have a vibration piece on it. 
And then they also have the shock that goes from like one to 10. So you can just do it minimally. And I ordered it like, you know, a month ago and I finally just took it out of the box. And then a couple days later, I plugged it in and charged the batteries. And I've been taking her to the park daily and she's been jumping on people. And I'm like, what is my resistance around the shock collar? And during this experience with this, the screen comet and these energies that are coming in, um, not only the energies that need to be healed, but also the energies of your truth and your divine, you know, gifts and who you are and what you came to do, those are coming in with it as well. Um, I, I sat with this and I went, oh my goodness, of course, I am scared to use this piece of technology because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt her. And and there was this overwhelming, oh my goodness, no wonder, you know, no wonder I don't want to use this on her. That is exactly what is being triggered. So that that's a noticing as well, you know, how you're feeling about technology and you're comfortable with it. And I know for a fact that I can use the technology in a wise way, use it with wisdom and love for the benefit <laughs> and not to harm. And that's the way we all have to look at technology to not give it our power and not to let it be, you know, um, take away from our life, but to use it in a safe way that adds to it. And it's that, that kind of wisdom and action that will help keep tech in balance this time around so that um, we don't have the same experience. So um, let me take a peek if I have any questions. I don't. Um, I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull a cards of clarity and just for fun, because we are all about the, the three today, the three tails on the green comet and the one and the three perfect balance. I'm going to do three cards and a trinity. I'm going to make a pyramid and we're going to see what that does. Okay. At the top of the pyramid is the sacral, the sacral chakra. That's all about, really, it's all about our divine flow, our creation energy, our reproduction and elimination system, uh, relationships, and the past, right? Healing the past is all about the sacral chakra. Um, Self-ascension to sacral. Your creative life is seeking to express itself without restriction. Begin by moving your body with loving acceptance in a gentle way that brings you joy. Dance, do yoga, take a nourishing walk, then create through love. It is your loving, creative expression that will bring you the answer you seek in this moment. And it is through your attentive patience and acceptance of creative expression that you will keep the momentum alive and buoyant. Okay. On the left side of the pyramid is oneness. Benevolent ones, 12. As the many gifts of allness are expressing themselves in our world now, it is time to be present with the recognition 
that the breathing out of all experience has been the preparation to return to the one experience. Your call to action is here. The time is now to recognize that we are all connected. Every action taken by another directly affects the whole. Okay, and the final um, side of the bottom of the pyramid is the truth card. Self-Ascension 5, truth. The moment is now. You must be truth in action. Words have no meaning and will only serve to continue to interfere with your clarity. To fully understand the situation before you now, ignore all of the words that are present with it and become the observer of the actions of those involved. Herein lies the truth, and this is the only truth. Now observe yourself. Are your actions congruent with your words? Or have you been also untruthful with yourself? Be careful not to judge yourself or others through this process. This is a vital and important lesson. Once learned, it is the gateway to your highest expression. Okay, so the top of the pyramid is the sacral, and it's grounded with oneness and truth. Okay, fabulous. So I hope you all have a great week. And I will be back here again next week at 3 o'clock Pacific time at Oneness Talk Radio. Namaste, everyone. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com. And check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance. And I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.